tonight. Well, how nice is it to be in the house of God? How nice is it to be in the aircon? <laughs> Amen for wonderful inventions like air conditioning on days like today when it is crazy hot. Who's done something today to cool down? Has anyone been in a pool? In the aircon, gone to the shops to cool off on these 40 degree days, nearly 40 deg- degrees. So it's been so hot and, um, you know, it's making me think about how nice it is to have a swim in the pool on these hot summer days. We got a pool, we've had a pool for two summers and um, my boys absolutely love having a pool. It's really fun and it's really nice to cool off and just have fun and, you know... I like looking at it. I like looking at the fountain and the beautiful water when it's sparkling. And um, it just made me think about the effort that goes into maintaining and keeping a pool clean. And, um, you know, requires maintenance, a pool. Requires, you know, to get the leaves out and we've got to keep all the things that contaminate the water out of the pool. We've got to clean it up. Pools need good circulation so that, you know, the, pl- the chlorine can be produced through this cell that, you know, um, that flushes through and we can, you know, remove dirt and bacteria out of the water and all that sort of thing. So I've been thinking about the pool and how I actually love cleaning the pool. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but I'm one of those people that actually really enjoys the process. So I like understanding the chemistry of the pool and understanding, you know, I like being up there and I'm, you know, cleaning out filters and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of a weird part of my thing, so I like cleaning the pool. But um, it does take maintenance and it does take work to keep the pool clean. So I've been thinking about this and, you know, you need to test the pool water, make sure that, you know, all the chemicals are in balance so that it's beautiful and nice to swim in and just lovely and glistening and we want to have that sparkling pool so that it just shimmers in the light and it's inviting, you know, and um, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how it's really is a great analogy for the kind of abundant life that God wants us to lead and, um, you know, so tonight I'm going to use that little analogy but I'm also going to just read now from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9, we've got them up there. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And um, so I was just um, reading the scripture and so much came out of it to me. And so I'm just going to share a bit about that with you tonight. That first part where it says, you know, um, rejoice in the Lord always and then, you know, do not be anxious but in every situation by prayer and petition present your th- um, request to God, you know, with thanksgiving and then, you know, with 
Um, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I was just thinking about that and I was thinking about how it's so hot um, at the moment and on these sunny days and it's really been testing our pool. Like, you know, when you've got 30 plus degree days, what happens when there's heat? Bacteria start to grow and multiply and you get algae in your pool. And so... In times of heat, the pool can actually start to turn. And you can see it happen. You look at that water and you can wake up one morning if it hasn't had quite enough circulation or quite enough chlorine or enough of the right balance of chemicals, you can just start to see it turn and it starts to look a little green around the edges. If you don't do something about that, very quickly, your pool can turn green and go algae. So it's... um, just been thinking about that and thinking about how it's so important in life that when the you know when the heat comes when the heat comes are we prepared have we maintained things in our life have we got everything in place all the right chemicals all the right balance all the right maintenance routine to make sure that when the heat comes we're prepared so that that pool stays beautiful and clear and glistening and sparkling as it should should be and so um (coughs) nobody wants to have a a pool that looks like green algae nobody wants that everyone wants to have beautiful glistening sparkling pool and so you know it just made me think of sometimes in life when the heat comes you know it could be conflict in the family it could be a financial strain or stress it could be you know disappointment unfulfilled dreams that haven't come to pass yet it could be sickness in the household sometimes there are times when heat's applied in our life and my question tonight is are we prepared for when the heat comes are we prepared have we put everything in place have we done the maintenance have we balanced everything that we need to balance so that when those times come you know we still glisten and sparkle and we still shine jesus in our lives and um you know, in that passage, Paul talks about believers, um, encourages believers to life with consistent attitude, an attitude that is always rejoicing, being thankful at all times, not to be anxious in any situation. And, you know, there are times in my life when I've been prepared for when that heat came. Like, I, you know, I've told my story before, so I won't tell it again. When I got sick and I got Gillian Barron and was in hospital, I actually really felt the strength of the Lord through that experience. I felt like the prayers that people were praying throughout you know I'd not long moved back from Canberra so I had people from my church there praying as well as here and I just really felt like that in that time in my life that I was prepared for that situation however there have been other times when things have happened and I didn't look so sparkly and I didn't look so clear and it looked green around the edges and it wasn't necessarily the most beautiful sight because I wasn't um, as prepared as I should have been. And, you know, then we move on to this next part of the scripture which says, um, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I was thinking about how, you know, how we, um, to keep the water beautiful and pure, you have to balance the water. 
Okay, there's a whole lot of chemistry and Pastor Scott's been learning all this too because they've just got a new pill as well and he's picked it up like that. Took me a little bit longer to understand it all but, you know, it's about keeping the pH in the water um, right between 7.4 and 7.6 and it's about sanitising the water to keep contaminants out which is basically disinfecting your pill with chlorine to kill any bits and pieces and, you know, there's all these levels that you need, pH, alkalinity, calcium hardness, like chlorine, salt... There's all these things that you measure. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how um, what we put into the pool, those, all those chemicals to balance it, is what makes it beautiful. And it's the contaminants that go in that make it not so pretty when it turns. And so my question tonight is, what do you feed on? You know, do you have the right chemicals to make you, the water in your life sparkle. And uh, things like the Word of God. Are you spending time with the Lord, actually having a relationship with Him daily? You know, are you worshipping Jesus, not just in church on Sunday, but you're actually just wanting to live a life of worship before Him? Um, do you read or listen to um, things that will increase your knowledge or wisdom of God? Like, I love. At the moment, I've been listening to podcasts when I go to drive to school to pick up my kids because that's feeding my feeding me and it's putting good stuff into my spirit. And, um, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk about here was what we allow to speak into our life, like people. And um, unfortunately, we live in a world which is sometimes negative. And so, you know... Do you place value on spending time with other champions in the faith? People who are going to lift you up, that are going to build you up, that are positive, that are, you know, going to encourage you in your faith? Or do we spend time with people, you know, listening to negativity, to cynicism, to gossip? Um, it's very, very hard, easy to get caught up in that kind of negativity and it does affect us when we're around people like that and it's not saying that we shouldn't minister to people that are like that but we should be careful who we choose to allow to speak into our hearts and into our lives we want to have people around us that have a good effect on us um i love this quote um at the end of the day people won't remember what you said or did they will remember how you made them feel. And I think that that is such a true quote. Like, I know, you know, you feel the warmth that people have. You don't necessarily remember all the things that were said. Um, beautiful quote. And so I think it's just if we can um, put good things in, fill up, feed up on the good stuff of life, be positive, let our speech be positive, think on those, when it says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and it is in our mind, I think so often we battle our mind and our thoughts and we don't think we're capable or we put ourselves down and all those things but it's actually just being positive and speaking good things. And so I think it's really important in this life to just to be positive, to think on pure things, not to put rubbish in our lives. You know, what is, I've got a question here, what does your search history look like? 
like if I looked at what you were watching on TV and your Netflix or your Google, are you feeding yourself good stuff or are you putting some stuff in there which is not helpful to, to the life that we're leading for Christ? That's not really going to help us to shine and to shine the love of Christ. My third point is from verse 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And this is probably the most important point of any learning that we do. If we don't put it into practice, it's meaningless. If we learn something new and we don't actually apply it to our lives, then it's meaningless. You know, it's funny because some things are not always the way they seem. Like when we first got the pool and we were learning about all the chemistry and all these things, there were some things that surprised me. Like I didn't know until I had a pool that... When a pool smells really strongly like chlorine, it actually needs more chlorine, not less. Because there's these things called chloramines that are in the pool and it's actually not working the way that it should. It's not actually breaking down the bacteria and the contaminants in the pool. So it actually needs more chlorine, not less. So sometimes things are not obvious to us. And that's where we need to rely on the revelation that God gives us to show us the things that we need to know or we need to research, we need to learn, we need to go and find out more information about something so that we can be aware. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was, I've got four boys, most of, most of you know that. And I was just watching one of them yesterday and I was <laughs> just watching him and he's got this um, thing that he's been doing for the last few weeks where he'll grab his little brother's favourite monkey or his lightsaber or whatever it is and he'll take off with it and um and so I'm watching him and I'm like oh that is so mean what you are doing right now is so mean like you're just taking off with your little four-year-old brother's favorite things you know his his favorite monkey and his lightsaber and I just sat back for a moment and I was observing what was going on and I realized that he actually isn't trying to be mean or be a bully like his little brother thinks he is. He's actually trying to get his attention, trying to get him to chase after him and play a game. And I think sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so it's when we can, you know, seek out that knowledge. And so I was able to take him aside and say, you know, honey, when you do that to him, he thinks that you're just stealing his toys. But are you actually wanting to play with him and get his attention? I was like, yeah, I want him to play with me, but he won't play with me. And I'm like, well, maybe we could try this or that and try some new strategies. Because this strategy that you've been doing for the last few weeks is clearly not working. It's um, having the opposite effect of what you would like to have. So I think sometimes when we think about what we're doing and um, we need to think and just seek God for wisdom, you know, about what we're doing. If something's not working and we think it should be working, we should just seek the Lord. And it says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And I think sometimes, you know, it's just going and getting the right information and, and being able to deal with situations as they come up. Um, So it's having the right strategy to get the right outcome because sometimes I think we get, we can be trying to do something and it 
and it's not working. And so that's when we just need to seek the Lord and find out what is the right strategy? How do I do this? How do I find the right strategy? And um, so sum up tonight. It's a really simple sermon and I've just used the analogy because we've got a pool and it's a hot day. It's just an illustration to say, you know, if we want to live a life where we shine for Jesus, where we sparkle, where our life, when people can see the light of Jesus on our life, then we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. We need to be in the word. We need to be worshipping. We need to um, seek the Lord. We just walk with him daily. Just talk with him daily, you know. And God empowers us. Grace is amazing. Grace is amazing because grace empowers us to live a holy life. It empowers us to make good choices. Um, so I would say be prepared for when the heat comes. Guard your hearts. Be prepared. And, you know, feed yourself on the good stuff of God. Have the right ingredients, have the right elements so that the water around your life sparkles and glistens. And, you know, when you learn something new in Christ, put it into practice straight away because so often we learn new things and we do new things but then we don't actually put it into practice in our life. So I would say, you know, find a strategy to deal with whatever it is in your life that's a challenge right now. And all of us, it will be different because I'm sure all of us have some part of our life that we're working on or that challenges us. And I would say, find the right strategy, seek the Lord, he'll give you wisdom and you will get the right outcome. Amen. Thank you, Natalie. I'm going to steal that browser history thing. I like that analogy, browser history. Whatever is noble, whatever is righteous, whatever is true, whatever is pure, think on these things. Is that your Netflix? Do you have to hit clear on your history? Or are you hitting incognito mode on Chrome or, or private on your iPhone? You know, that, that, that's actually one of the most evil things ever created is incognito mode and private on your phone. Really, you, you think about it, because like anyone that struggles with it, and I mean, we'll talk about this in a few weeks' time anyway, because that's what we're we're going to chat about. But one of the most evil things is that thing, so you can just hide, and and not just hide it from everybody else, but hide it from yourself. And that's one of the worst things you can do. So I'm I'm, I'm taking that. That's I'm going to borrow that. That is neat. I really enjoy that. And um, that verse that's up there at the moment. Keep putting into practice what you've learned. I mean, we're going to come to the table of the Lord and and just encounter God. Um, in his body and in his blood and in, the commu in communion. But put into practice, that, that's really it. Do you enter in? Bible, one of my favorite scriptures is enter boldly into the throne room of God. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has made us righteous. It's like we just put on a costume and, and look like Jesus, but the costume's actually changed from the inside. It's an inside costume, not an outside costume uh, when, we, when we come into God's presence, which is really it. And, and I love, I mean, setting up in worship is really great. So I, I watch you enter in. And I watch some people just really just step in and, and make that decision. Because it's, it's never about how good the worship is. It's never about how good the guitar playing or the singing or any of the sound is. It, it's about our choice of where we're going to step in. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to step into God's presence as we come to his table. And said, whenever you do this, Whenever you do this, you bring me honor. Whenever you do this, remember me. We're remembering him. We're coming into his presence. So, Lord, we just want to do that right now as we just approach your table and as we just 
just do that thing that you said to do. Lord, we come and we, we break bread. Lord, we're together in you and we're together in this. And so we thank you that your body was broken for us. Lord, that you gave your body for us, Lord. And Father, one of the really neat things about that is you, you did that for our healing. And Lord, right now, we just think even of those in our community here, of our family here, Lord, that are in absolute need of your, your body interacting with them. And so we just declare over those with cancer, in Jesus' name, wholeness and health. Lord, as we partake your body tonight, Lord, we, we join in faith, knowing that you have a healing promise for them, that you have wholeness in them, Lord. And, and for Steve, as he's in hospital this weekend, Lord, we just speak to that and just, Lord, that you would open up the 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 aspects of his heart Lord, and even the tests over the next couple of days lord that they would just come back well we just ask for wholeness on that heart and strength on that heart lord as we just come to your body in faith in jesus name lord we just thank you that lord you have covered us with your blood and that you've forgiven us lord it gives us that ability to walk close to you and so we just we just ask your blessing on this cup as we take it and again you would refresh just refresh that element inside us lord that that knows that we have been forgiven and that grace abounds around us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, give that a serving, Connie.